Ah, it's working now. What's that? Oh, oh my he's God. A let down, man. He's such a, a let down. down. Bad influence. <laughs> it's her. That's it. <laughs> so, I'm asking today, and I'll ask El Podcast. I'm here with Chris Frederick. Chris Frederick, would you please do the honour of introducing yourself to the camera? Oh, hello, my dearest. My name is Christopher, and I am a paediatric nutritionist for Dartford and Grisham Borough Council. <laughs> and don't worry, I'm not Scottish. I am from the West Country. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, tell, the, tell them in your own words what we've been working on for the past, say, four, it's almost five years now. I think it was it, almost it, like roughly, yeah, five, five years. years. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell them what we've been working on for the past five years, what, what our mission was when it comes to Don't Sit, Get Fit? So, uh, the, the programme we run, like you just said, was Don't Sit, Get Fit. It was quite popular around Gravesham. Mm. We spent a good solid, I don't know, five years five of years. our lives Absolutely. trying to persuade kids who were referred to us from, I don't know, dietitians, from um, the Grand, from other boroughs in Dartford as well, about how can they, we can potentially change their lives by, I don't know, being more healthier, mm-hmm. by being more active, mm-hmm. but also giving them that input, as in for yourselves, giving them that activity, giving them that knowledge, and then for myself, giving the nutritional advice that I can, as a family, um, the best we can for as long as possible. And let me just give you a little bit of information. We did not have the easiest patch to work with. Gravesham is, I think, the fourth or fifth highest, uh, it's got the highest population per capita of childhood obesity yes, in the has. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the country. And it's around, it's either year six or year ours, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's one of the highest in Kent as well. Yes. Um, from one of them, but I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. And just to, um, the, the reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast, Chris, is because it's something that's obviously quite close to both of ours, and it's something mm. that has, I don't know if, 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 if you would say the same thing, but it can be incredibly frustrating at times, Very much so. trying to help children to benefit um, their, their health. And we, understandably, when we are in front of children, we are trying to give them dietary advice, mm. we can't talk to children the same way that we talk to adults. No, you can't. So you have to kind of adapt it to something on terms of their level. Yeah. Um, and as we found over the years, that if you go at them with big words and try and tell them the in-depth of nutrition. It just doesn't work. They don't see it that way. They see it as kind of, oh, is this going to be healthy for me or is it not? Which one can I choose? And you can educate them in in ways that can improve that. But at the end of the day, it's making it as simple as possible and making sure that they understand it. And if they don't understand it, what ways around it can we make that easier for them? And what about the uh, the emotional side of things when it comes to how you should be talking to children about their health and nutrition because we even have to at the clinic get a sense of what we say to adults because if we start to be too aggressive with them Mm. or if we start to be almost too rational with them it can backfire yeah definitely so how does that is that exactly the same for children do you feel or is it different for children oh it's definitely the same for children because we can have a more long-term effect on them so if we go at them quite aggressively as you were an adult or as you were maybe an adolescent then it's going to change their way of thinking about food for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So that could go the wrong way and it could go the right way. It depends on your approach. If it goes the wrong way, then you're gonna have effects like they could gain weight really drastically, they could never leave the home again because they feel so ashamed of themselves. There could be so many things out there that can affect them that we need to approach it in a way that is maybe fun, maybe entertaining in a way. I quite like being quite entertaining for them to make sure they understand that it's not all about being you know, structured and being direct, you can also have fun with it. 
So shame is a good word that you picked on because I, I feel like when we were talking to a lot of the kids, they did, even if it was in a, a, a sub in a subliminal sense, they felt shame about how they, especially when mm. they get to the age of like say yeah. 13, 14, yeah, that start, teenage bracket. when they're starting to pick up mm. um, self-awareness a yep. bit more and they're starting to see how they're quite different to the other kids. Um, is there any way that you'd say, especially for the parents that are listening, how we can address uh, body shaming, mm. whether they're shaming their own bodies or people at school, for example, are shaming their bodies. Mm. What would you say is the best approach to have a positive approach to nutrition? It's being body confident, I think. I think we can change their way, the way they are at that very point in time. It's going to take a while to get to where they want to be. Mm. But how hard do these kids really want it? I mean, it's really difficult for them to maybe go into schools and maybe get bullied for the way they are. But at the end of the day, can they ignore that? Can they do something about that in a way that's going to make them feel better? How hard um, is that to do, do you think? It's hard. It's very hard. And I've had a couple of um, young families come up to me and say, look, he's really struggling to do this. School's really hard. They don't want to do certain things. All they want to do is maybe stay at home and play on the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever it is. But to actually get them to be motivated around it is the big key and I think what we did which really worked was the fact that because the way we are with our lifestyles we can show them and try and motivate motivate them to be better or get better like we've had a copious amount of talks haven't we with some of them to say look we we're trying to be healthier here you can do this we were very similar to in your um, when we were your age, age for, yeah. for example um, I know I was when I was younger I was quite a chubby kid and I knew that there were people in my life that I looked up to, but I didn't really realise it until I grew up a little bit. And it's really hard for, for children nowadays. There's so much social media around, and that's a massive thing in pe- with um, kids nowadays. Everything goes on social media. So you've so got you Twitter, pop- you've got Instagram, you've got Facebook. And as soon as one thing goes up about body shaming one person, that person can then look at another friend or something and go, well, actually, you're the same as me, so you can have it as much as I get it. Oh, so that's like a positive side of social media as well? Is that it what you're can saying? be, yeah, okay. definitely. Because um, they can compare themselves to other people who are similar yeah. to them at that point in but time. But they can also be really negative as of well, because then people can really attack them yeah. on that side of kind of the body shame. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you're really overweight, people can really go to town on the weight side of things where... Yeah. Um, if have you ever experienced that? Any bullying? Have any, has anyone ever told you about any bullying? Any yeah, quite a few, yeah, quite a few of them. Does that, and, happen, does that tend to happen online? Or does it happen face-to-face? Or? Uh, it varies with everything. Mm-hmm nowadays because everything is so much more blown out of proportion yeah um it's really difficult to kind of rein them back in and go look it's just they're doing it for whatever reason it is they've got no other thing in their life going on we need to help you you're going to make better choices you're going to be healthier you're going to be fitter you're going to get better in life they might not they might have to stay where they are this you're going to improve you also mentioned, because this is something that I, I didn't even think of before, about how we might have influenced the kids in terms of how our lifestyle mm. is kind of evident. Yeah. The fact that we do, we do try and take care of ourselves, do try and eat the right foods. Exactly. Yeah. What about these, do you notice that it's very hard to set trends with kids because their parents aren't in on the trend? Um, yes, I reckon sometimes. So in the sense yeah, that yeah. if the parents aren't eating healthily, it's very hard for the children to do so. Oh, definitely. You see that quite a lot. And yeah. There's no disrespect to any families out there that are struggling at this point in time, but we do see a lot of parents that are um, struggling with their weight, yeah. which will all will tr- um, have a positive effect on their children in terms of they will then gain weight quite quickly as well. Yeah. Because Just because it's probably down to the lack of that knowledge or education mm-hmm. on nutrition. And the parents not knowing it and understanding it, they're just going to feed their child whatever they're having, 
maybe the same portion size, for example, yeah. and they just don't understand the simple basics to help them be healthier. And one thing that I, I there's one memory that I had, which was quite, uh, it kind of caught, it was almost an epiphany to me, mm. where there was uh, one parent who um, was struggling with her weight, mm. and um, she had a son who was struggling with his weight, mm. and then another son who ate exactly the same thing, but didn't struggle with his weight. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can think of is to amend in that situation is that it's the same rules for everyone, not because of your weight, but because of your health. Yes. Yeah. And do you feel like sometimes there is too much of a push on weight and that weight should be a positive side effect to eating healthily mm. more than portion sizes? Yeah, definitely. Like I think we should be more, it shouldn't be less weight orientated, it should be more health orientated. Mm -hmm. Like, can you get a good balance of food on your plate? Can you eat your five fruit and veg a day? I know the government will try and build it to seven, which kids go, oh my God, seven. Really, seven of all, I don't even get five in. Mm. But seven, that's just a positive way of looking at the whole health aspect. Yeah. Can you get a good source of carbohydrates? Everyone's scared of carbohydrates for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a balance of food on a plate, they don't need to be massive. We need just to have them on there because it's our energy fuel. Whereas if we cut them out, that could lead to other things down the line, but that's another story. And then having a good source of protein on our plate. So make sure we have that good balance Absolutely. to be healthier. And Absolutely. that is what I see healthy being. Mm -hmm. We can adapt it to you know sports people, you can adapt it to um, other aspects of health, but the, the epitome of healthy is down to that balance of food constantly throughout the day and trying to have your little treats every now and then and not going too wild or too crazy on it. One thing that I'd say that we noticed when, and like, tell me if you agree or what you can do to ex expand it or you can mm. say to expand on it. One thing I think that we did very effectively when we were uh, with the kids is we really emphasised behaviour over anything related to aesthetics. So mm. we know everyone was treated differently dependent on no, um, what their weight was or, 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 um, or how they looked, but it was all dependent on behaviour. Mm. So how much are you moving? How much mm -hmm. should you be eating? And I think that it's the, the reason why that's quite important to emphasise is that behaviour is controlled and aesthetics isn't necessarily controlled mm. all the time. So even here with adults, we, the, the first thing that we do is we create structured uh, behaviour patterns because weight is a side effect of behaviour, mm -hmm. um, your body fat percentage is a side effect of behaviour, so therefore focusing on behaviour mm -hmm. will have a positive side effect on your aesthetics if that is your goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with um, children, when they came into our, our group on that Thursday night, I think they were surprised about how many children were in the same kind of category as they were. I mean, we did have the occasional different varieties of kids that came in for other reasons, but those that were there for certain family weight management, they were surprised that there were so many kids around in the same position. And I think they got to know each other quite well. They kind of bonded over that and then they kind of, you know, positively enhanced each other, influenced each other even, to do more things. I know a couple of kids that were there actually went to the gym together a few times, nice, nice. which was really good, and they had a positive effect on them. So I think, you know, we can, you can definitely have a positive effect on each other, it's just your approach to that. And that's, from your perspective, that's down to it almost being a herd experience, everyone's trying to, uh, trying to strive for the same goals. Yes, absolutely. Everyone's trying yeah, to... yeah, yeah. I mean, even though we had, like you said, we had some that were in a different aspect of it, that were actually quite fit and were very sporty, but once the other children managed to see what they were like and how fit they were and how good they were, they would always push that a little bit harder and you end up seeing just a whole different aspect, which was amazing for me to see, just seeing them push so much harder every single week to try and get better. Absolutely. I think it was also really positive. If we had, we had kids 
who weren't necessarily as physically uh, gifted or as physically at the, at the same level as the fit mm. kids, but they were still trying their yeah, best absolutely. to catch yeah, up yeah. with them, to take the ball from them. And I think that's down to the, what would you say that's down to? The, 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 like the, the, the fact that it wasn't hierarchical, that it mm. was everyone was equal and that we all, everyone had their strengths. Yeah, and it's atmosphere, isn't it? It's like absolutely. you get a positive atmosphere and don't show any kind of changes or don't put anyone in the corner for whatever reason and don't choose to see certain people at the, the last and you create your own groups and teams and everything that will make it even and you're going to have a positive aspect on it. And another positive note is that we'd actually, we'd never, we never pressured anyone but we didn't really let anyone sit on the sideline. No, never. It was quite difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, were never, they, they never had the chance to kind of just sit down and not do anything. You're always right, I'll give you five minutes and then let's hop into this game and let's have some fun with it. Or we can do, you can do this for half an hour and then you're gonna come upstairs and we're gonna go over what we learned last week on maybe food labeling, fats or sugars instead, just to kind of give you that little bit more positive aspect of it. And if we bring it back to maybe, you know, creating a, a summary of the approach that mm. you would think would be necessary or, or, or best to serve a child in today's environment. If you mm. were to speak about maybe three things that you feel or three steps mm -hmm. or three defense systems that a kid could have or yeah. a parent could give a child in today's society to stop them going down the wrong route mm -hmm. of their health and fitness, what would you say? Oh, you've got to stop them from gaming. You've got to, you've got to nip it in the bud straight away. Gaming is a, it's a big uh, factor. Why is that? Just because it's just, there's just so much more available. Technology has grown, hasn't it? So kids, you see, for example, Fortnite. You've got all the dance moves, you've got all the... Um, is that where the, the dance moves come from? It's all Fortnite, well, isn't it? All that The skipping thing, the crossing, <laughs> all this. See, everything <laughs> comes from this one game which influences so many people and they just don't have time, kids don't find time to do, to go outside to play. Like, it's a nice day today. How many kids can you think of that are now, at this point, very in time, are actually outside playing football, playing Kirby, on their scooters, running around, going to the park, whatever. And that's had a massive effect on people, especially on children as well. And then you look at other things like social media, mm. and then looking at how um, you can have an effect on children's uh, mental health mm -hmm. through social media. Mm -hmm. I think those two things are quite high up there. And also you've got the amount of fast food chains you've got around. So you've got like all the McDonald's, all the fish and chip shops, they're really convenient food and they're quite cheap and they're usually within a mile radius of a school. So wherever you go from school, so if, say you're in secondary school and you're hungry at lunch and you're going out for lunch, the closest thing nearby is either going to be a kebab place mm -hmm. or fish and chip shop. You're not yeah. going to have like a, a whole food store like they get in America, mm -hmm. which you can get like your fruit and vegetables or a, you know, a pasta salad or something, which will be so much more healthier for you, but maybe a little bit more expensive. So you've got those kind of like three things that would really affect children nowadays, which we need to kind of influence them to make better changes, healthier choices, and be more physically active. Absolutely, the, the gaming example that you, mm. that you just suggested, that, that note resided with me most, because knowing, I know a little bit about Fortnite, and I know mm. the kind of, the gaming um, platform and the strategies involved, and as soon as you mentioned that, I immediately went back to a memory of being in the woods with my friends playing mm. playing Laser Quest, or, yeah. or, or making uh, bows and arrows and things like that. Exactly. So, and I've always said to a lot of our patients here, whether they're for men, here for mental health reasons or whether they're here for fitness reasons, um, 
the one of the worst things technology does is it makes a very poor substitute for natural human behavior yes and what i mean yeah. by that is it makes a poor substitute uh, for human to human interaction mm -hmm. it makes a poor substitute for exercise because these kids essentially what you're saying is that they're getting the same kick from uh, exercise as they do playing exactly. the game yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have any of the physical mm -hmm. benefits from exactly. it exactly there's no and the, the only thing that really exercises their thumbs. their thumbs and that's all it is i mean you can take a horse to water but can you actually make it drink so mm -hmm. if you take kids out can you actually make them be physically active can you make them do more can you? whereas well that's the thing can we i mean we have we can do it but we've you know that when there's some holidays when you take them up a big hill can yes. they so just their bodies aren't used to that high level of intensity mm -hmm. and it's only it's a what a two minute walk up a hill mm -hmm. and that is it and they're so fatigued by the time they get there just for the sheer lack of physical activity that they just have to you just you just feel like you need to push them harder mm -hmm. and without breaking them without breaking them yeah because mm -hmm. if we break them that's it they're never going to want to do anything again they'll go they'll just hibernate in their room for the next 10 years or however but if you can be a positive role model like I feel what we were to them, we can help improve their physical activity, give them really good quality nutritional advice, which isn't like stuff that you can rip off the internet and it's like, oh, let's make sure you have no carbs today or everything's high in protein, like paleo, which is just ridiculous because mm -hmm. it's just not balanced and healthy mm -hmm. and give them good quality like knowledge for improving their lifestyle for everything else. And then we can, you can really have an effect on these kids. And you've got, and at the end of the day, you've got to really allow them to take it home and see if they can improve. Two seconds. Okay, you got a point there? Yeah. Yeah, probably take a seat. I really agree with you, so. Hey, Chris, just to, um, just to wrap it up, when you, when you have children, Yes. What are they? <laughs> they're too scared. Yeah. When you have kids, Yeah. what are the measurements that you're going to be taking to make sure that those children going into, whether it's like 2020, yeah. 2025, you understand the best chance of living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. I think I'm gonna approach it in a way that my parents did. So I will give them, um, you know, healthy food constantly. They won't get any time to negotiate food. It's always gonna be one, one dinner, one plate, that's it. There's no, I'm not cooking you another meal. It's gonna be balanced, healthy. Uh, I will allow them to have treats whenever they want, whenever they can, but under my supervision. I'm not going to be strict. I'm not going to be like, I can have them today only, and that's it. You know, one thing. If it's so, like a birthday, or if something comes up that we need to celebrate them, fair enough, we can do a little treat. But um, I'm definitely going to go to approach where it's going to be fitness will be everything. We've got a dog at the moment, so she'll be around for another 10 years, hopefully. So it'll be constantly walking. Fitness will be everything, I think. But I'm not going to pressure them to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to hopefully guide them in, the, in a way that will influence them to be healthier. To set out those foundations, don't be so strict that they rebound. Yeah. Yeah. And the, in terms of gaming, I think I never had games when I was older. I was always doing sports, so I'm going to try and push my kids very slightly towards like sporting teams, so football, rugby, hopefully rugby, um, and other sports. Any sports they want, I'll try and get them into every sport I can and, and under the best possible abilities that I will be able to give them. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. My so this is uh, Chris Bradbury, who's a um, nutritionist. You're also a CrossFit coach. Yeah, CrossFit coach. NWK. And you're available for nutritional coaching and advice. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So if you've got any questions at all for our next podcast, then feel free just to write in right below and we'll get to them next time. Thanks for watching. Cheers.